Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Have you ever watched porn with a the partner Liz? <laughs> what an opening. Um yes. Yeah, you have. I yeah. can't I can't do it. Why not? Uh, too uncomfortable. Like but I mean it's, it's like not it, a little bit sexy? It's great that she's working. <laughs> but <laughs> There we go. A little little joke. <laughs> Hello oh. everybody. Let's talk about X baby. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the show. This is Ghosts of Boyfriends Past. I'm slowly getting used to um, to saying that cor- correctly. It's quite the mouthful for me with a stammer. Ghosts of, Ghosts boyfriends, of past. boyfriends Past. And we're here to talk about and dive through the muck and mire of people's ex-relationships. Stories that have happened to them in their, in their life, in the real world. We're here on the 60th floor <laughs> of the podcasting tower. <laughs> Great view today. Mm. Wonderful view of the, the I mean, <laughs> just spectacular. Um, we're not in the 60th floor every week, that'll change, but uh, wanna, for now we're here. Do you want to tell the listeners who you are, maybe? I am Tom <laughs> Harris. Um, I am uh, just a, a bit of a whore for making people laugh. <laughs> I'm not anything particular, I'm not a comedian, I'm not an actor. Not one of these types. I'm, I'll just do anything to make people you laugh. Are so I'll so be, an actor, you big fat liar. I, I, okay, I've acted, I, and <laughs> I've been paid to act as well. Yeah, you're a whore, a bit of a whore. Yeah. But as long as I get to make people laugh, that's that's what I do. And so that's me. And I sitting across from me, I am Elizabeth Best. I am your former relationships advice columnist slash current journalist slash single gal pissed off with love. <laughs> Rich girl. Yes. So who have we got as our guest today, Tom? Ladies and gentlemen uh, at home, I bring you today a guest of multitude magnitude. <laughs> not just actor, not just director, not just philosopher, but the kingpin of map making in Brisbane. I'll take that. And he's still single. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe? Yeah. Can you believe it? Man. Ladies and gentlemen, James Elliott. Hello. Ooh, hello, my friend. Hello. Excellent. Thank you for that lovely introduction. You're very, you're very welcome. Yeah, Little... I thought puzzles and maps would have been the surefire way to uh, get a girlfriend, but... Uh, it's not confusing and difficult enough as it is. Yeah, you want see, to put child, I can't to put read puzzle in. maps... I can't, so oh, right. I just, yeah, like if I don't sit the map down on the floor in front of me the way that it's oriented and walk it out in my head, it no. So, oh, so you need a compass with your map as well. I can't read where them do either. I put it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I found actually um, making puzzles for people is, is not a very fun way to, to date people sometimes because you know the answer and they don't, so you, you create You seem like a dynamic. superior jerk from the start. That's right. See, yep. I, like, I like that dynamic. 
That works for me. Just, <laughs> just come across you're as the jerk from the beginning. Just, just own it. Yeah. Um, so, James, you're a little today, mm-hmm. you're a little hungover. A yeah. little little under the weather. You're a bit mm-hmm. grisly with the world, little... Yeah, yeah. What's your mood? It's How some chagrin. Uh, I'm, I'm quite bitter. Uh, I feel very bitter today. Normally, I it's like, it's okay. But... Um, I think this week I've been I've had an excess of social media. I've been on social media for like at least five hours every day. I think in this life I've had an excess of social media. Yeah, yeah, it's easy to do. It's a, yeah. it's a vacuum, and uh, I've come out of the end of the week just just feeling very bitter. Yeah, because it's such a communication connecting platform, and yet um, isolation is rampant through it. Oh and, hell yeah! Yeah, and and I don't like that. I don't think anybody likes that. I think the whole world is more connected and less connected than ever before. I think it's I think we're st- I think we are starting to turn the point like turn the tide with social media. I think people are slowly starting to deactivate accounts more and mm. really emp- like try and get outside more and interact more. I think so I think there is a a, a, a turning point coming maybe. I feel that so. Yeah, yeah. We we're not all so. which is buried and too invested and constantly looking down. I think we're turning Absolutely. it. But so you need some catharsis. Yes. Yeah. So before we get into your story, we'll Mm -hmm. just give a quick rundown for anybody who's joining us for the first time today. Oh, yes. This podcast is where we talk about ghosts of boyfriends or girlfriends past. Uh, We talk about a story that may be funny, depressing, crazy just plain bonkers mm-hmm. um, and what we learned from it it's it's kind of like a you know trauma through through togetherness and and catharsis through bitch sessions right. there are a few rules because there have to be a few rules That's right don't identify anybody by name so if you want to call someone a name call them mr or miss adjective uh, um, so we can come up with like a code word or even if you just want to call them like Brad or like Sarah or pick a name, whatever mm. you like. And no out so I should and call out. Rachel Sarah. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> Zane, cut you, that out. You dummy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Rachel is the fake name. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Always play with their minds. Um, and no out and out shit talking. Like yeah. we can mm. jokingly shit talk. That's fun. But absolutely like I'm going to come to your house and fuck you up. Rachel is not <laughs> no, it's okay. Not, it's not okay. And a mild ribbing. Yeah. Anything more than a mild ribbing, and you'll have me to answer. We'll have a <laughs> buzzer. Yes. So with that, cool. so throw open the the windows of the 60th floor <laughs> podcasting <laughs> arena that we currently dwell in. Yell from the top of the mountain. Um, I'll give you a little our our listeners a little intro background to the story. So this James has brought us a story concerning open relationships. Uh huh. Polyamorous love commitment. That's uh, that's the alleyway we're going to trundle down today. Mm. Uh, I am excited to hear this. And um, one snippet from the to, to quote James <laughs> to sort of set it, to set us up before I, I pass to James. Uh, Narcissists can be psychologically dangerous to anyone with insecurities. So that's the vein Ooh, we're feeling. We're poignant. That's mm. where we're going today. So James, where in your own time. Share it. Take You've a got breath, a story for us. Get zen. Oh, and uh, please remember, um, only ever share what you're comfortable sharing. Excellent. And you've signed a release, so we're yeah, releasing whatever release. you say, no matter what. <laughs> no, this would be good. I've been looking forward to this. I feel like it's actually something that I, I guess I've talked about it, but never had such a, a nice open forum. And, uh, it's group good. therapy, and we're completely unqualified to, to take you through said therapy. So the therapy. Let's do it. So. <laughs> 
Well, um, they're, they're slightly more qualified. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. They have I a see. qualification. <laughs> um, so I entered a relationship. So well, the story starts at the end of another relationship. So I was in an open relationship with a person. And, uh, and that, that seemed to be working fine. Yep. But then this, she had another partner. And then over the a course of time, she came to me and was like, oh, actually, I discovered I'm monogamous with this other person. And I was like, that sucks. So uh, wait, wait, wait. So this person had told you that they were polyamorous and just couldn't be like tamed or nailed down to one person, but then you found out it was just you they couldn't be monogamous <laughs> with. Yeah, well, she'd been open with, well, like we'd been open together. And uh, I think maybe in the past, like before I came on the scene, she was just single, just a single person, you right. know? Right. right. But when so we were she's t- single, you know, you're freshly single, and um, you get together. We got together and... And you figure out from early on that, hey, we this is going to be a polyamorous thing. Let's do the open Let's thing. Let's do the open thing. How so, did you feel um, about that, though, at the start? Like, I know some people are like, this is the way I am. Were you open to being open, or were you willing to do it for her? Or? Uh, no, I was all for it. I was like, right. th- this was a person who I... It was uni, you know, she, she was like 21 years old. It was a fun time. So I'm like, yeah, let's let's do open. Let's have an open relationship. This is not the relationship that I mentioned. This is, she's not the narcissist, but okay. oh. All um, right. <coughs> it just leads into how I jumped headfirst into, into a narcissistic relationship. Okay, right. great. So, good. Um, I was not having, great, but well, yes. Right, yeah, just some context there. <laughs> For so, our interest, it's good. Yeah. Um, so I was with this person and we were open and then she sort of said, oh, look, I've discovered I want to be monogamous with the other partner that I have. And I was like, that sucks. Okay, all right, we're broken up. Two weeks went by. I get back on Tinder. I match with someone who reminds me very much of someone else that I'd met in my life. And I immediately was like, oh, great. Uh, we went on a date. It was very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's the word? Love bombing. Have you oh, heard of that? Have I? I've written, I've literally written the article on love what bombing. on earth is love, love bombing? Liz, you're probably so the best. Love uh, bombing uh, is when somebody, when you start dating somebody and they, they bomb you with so much affection oh, effect, yeah. and right. like this is meant praise, to be praise. and we're going to, like it's just so much praise and like over the top to get you hooked right. and then they yes. take but it I'm all away. Yeah. <laughs> 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 because it's like a Pavlovian response, right? Once they've got you hooked and you think, oh, this is meant to be and then they'll frost you out. And then you'll be like, every time you where, see did it, where did it, where did it, where did it go? I want the affection back. Give me love back bomb. the love. Huh. Every yeah. day is a school day. That's what that is. With love bomb. All right. Now, yeah. also, it is a term that is usually fitted retroactively. So yes. you can love bomb, but it doesn't explode. You know, like when it's actually a good relationship, yeah. and it's like, oh, we are meant to be together forever. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But okay. if it falls apart, it becomes love. So she was bombing. giving you a bit of a carpet love bombing. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Blitzing the. <laughs> The jungle that you're cowering yeah, in. I was covered in Agent Orange <laughs> and the love bomb. Um, okay, you continue. So, yeah, we met and it was just like, wow, this is perfect. And she sort of said to me, look, I don't want to just fuck around. Um, I, I'm looking for a partner. Do you want to be in or out? And Ooh. I was like, let's go in. Let's do it. All I'm in, triggered. baby. I'm, <laughs> I'm all in. Yeah, I'm in. I love it. I love the upfrontness. Let's yeah, go. Man. And then the love bombing element was like, oh, man, I can just imagine... Uh, we would have the cutest little curly-headed oh, no. kids. Oh, uh, the picket fence. Yep. The picket fence, the yeah. House. Oh, we would have such cute kids. And it was the first time in my life I'd ever thought about being a dad. And I was like, oh, oh wow, I'm... this is incredible. Yeah. What a relationship. The, the faces 
Liz is currently pulling I've across from me. I've just got goosebumps because I've had the same thing up. happen to me and I'm like about to start rocking back and forth in my chair. I get it. Get I it. get You're it. There. Yeah. And so that was really fun. Um, so we obviously moved in together. Uh, after obviously. <laughs> obviously. That's the <laughs> next course. step. Went um, to Vegas, got oh married. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, it was Did you move in together or were there other people in the house? Yeah, we had another housemate um, okay. eventually. Sort of she came along. But, a referee. Uh, a referee. <laughs> yeah, poor G. Poor, poor. My poor housemate. Um, yeah. poor. Leave that out. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, what had happened was she was looking to move and I had to move. My lease was up sort of thing. So it was like, hey, everything was done in this way of like, let's just try this crazy thing. Let's have a crazy adventure. Uh, I have to move. Do you want to move in together? And she was like, yeah, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. In July, you're about to go to Perth for three months. Um, let's see where we are then. So we, we sort of like locked it in. And as a result, the limiters were off. So it was like, yeah, wow, let's have a family. Let's talk about like the future and all this stuff. Yeah, right. She just moved to Australia. This was a red flag. When I met her, wow. she'd been in Australia for about a She'd been in Australia for three months, but she'd been in Brisbane for one week. Um, oh, okay. Prior to that, she'd been in Perth, isolated out in the desert, counting f- fucking flowers. Right, um, that is a little bit red really flagging. to this person <laughs> as well. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so she'd been in Brisbane for one week. She starts a new job. She meets me, then starts her new job. Then we move in together. And then she meets her work friends. And this is when it all starts going to shit because at mm. the same time... Because uh, she's met another human that's not you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just another human being. Ow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that man. hurts, Liz. Lude, hey, I'm feeling his pain. Anyone that is anyone that isn't you. I know people like this. I'm mm. just I'm predicting what they're <laughs> what she's that. gonna, gonna do. Gonna go, yeah, He's not yeah. that bad. Um, and of course, at this point in time, uh, things are going all right. But I have a work accident. I lose my finger. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ouch! So this is a circular sort for those of you playing at home. Um, if I get squeamish, like. Skip 15 seconds into the future. Oh, yeah. Do that little double tap. If yep. you're listening on Spotify, you can do the 15 seconds. Yeah, we, yeah. Won't, we won't be too long. Yep. Okay, too go. much longer than Okay, this. ready, set, 15 seconds, go. Go. I was fixing a fence. My hand got cut with a circular saw blade and I lost a finger. Now. Done. The longest story of it is that it was a very bad cut and it got infected. So I was sick for a long time. So long story short, I spent three months recovering physically. Right. Yep. Um, and mentally, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Spiritually, yeah. I'd say. Spiritually. Well. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Maybe emotionally. The hardest part was the mental recovery um, right. because I didn't go back to that job. Um, you know, I dropped out of uni. I So I didn't have a job. I didn't have any money because the compensation claim was, was you know, the bare minimum to live. So I didn't have very much money. I didn't have a job. I uh, didn't have really anything in my life um, other than good friends. And I still have my good friends, but I was very depressed. And right. living with this thing of like, I'm one of those guys that cut his finger with circular saw like uh in the building world there's stigma about that that's you're a fucking shit. idiot yeah. yeah that's shit um so I'm, ba- I'm fighting all this stuff meanwhile my uh my partner rachel uh <laughs> we're gonna have a lot of rachel's a lot of rachel's living in this town we can just call her miss narcissist uh, <laughs> um yeah she had begun working and was working with a colleague and found that she had a lot in common with this colleague. Oh, really? You don't say? Yeah. Really bonded, huh? We had also gone into, she'd been in open relationships prior. I'd been in them as well. Um, I was sort of like, in this, my, my view on it is <clears throat> to be open, 
but like my personal feeling is like I'm open but I become monogamous as an emergent quality of of the relationship right yeah. yep. I, I become satisfied I sure. guess yeah. you could say uh, which you know I discovered with my previous partner in this one Rachel um, yeah I'm just happy when I'm happy I'm happy I'm not out searching to try and get connect with other people or whatever right. um, but I was happy <clears throat> still being open and so was she and then after a bit of time she was like oh you know I'm actually sort of attracted to my work colleague and I was like that's great that's great uh, <laughs> I've just been sitting at home all day finger guns drinking great <laughs> yeah. great great, great I'm happy no, it's uh, fine it's I'm fine and you know I've, I've hung out with these people I got along with them well they were my friends as well in that sense oh um, that muddies the waters yeah and so I was so what I did was okay we're in an open relationship this is difficult for me because obviously I'm recovering I'm in a, a difficult mental place yeah of course so I tried to go to online forums <clears throat> and Facebook groups to try and and just, man I would spend just hours on the internet trying to find things to help that's really good though that your mechanism is to seek help and to find advice yeah, from very. outside sources that's pretty emotionally mature I think look I tried and yeah. you know tried to communicate as well and and definitely communicated uh, insecurities and uh, I, I had never really felt too jealous in the past, but I think in this instance, I started to become jealous. Your self-esteem would have been completely shot at that time because of your injury, though. So that's completely valid and a normal response, really. <laughs> Thank uh, you for validating uh, that. Uh, did it work? Did reaching out and throwing yourself into groups and looking for feedback and information and help, <laughs> did, it, did, it, did that help you? No. Did no, it help? It Shit. No help. No. Um, Don't let that stop you from reaching out, yes. dear listener. Um, <laughs> just fucked up when James tried it. If you do need to talk to someone, please reach out. Um, please reach out. Yeah. But um, if it doesn't what? work for you... What happened? Like James. Um, so in poly uh, and open communities, there's ways to deal with jealousy that put the onus of dealing with jealousy on the person feeling it. Also victim blaming. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. So I put a shout out. I'm like, look, this is happening. I feel really uncomfortable. I don't know what to do. Um, what's the term? The, the term is that infatuation you get when you first meet someone. In yep. poly, there's a specific term for it. Oh, okay. And it's like, oh, partners go through this when they meet new people. Just ride the wave. Um, I can't think of the term. Um, but, you know, it's just the, yeah. the honeymoon It's the first period. flush. Like so, first flush. Yeah. so is it the rules of the playground of a poly of the polyamorous world mm. is so their source their reaction was sort of well you, this is the playground you're playing in. you need to you, allow your partner to go through the honeymoon period with someone else and deal with that that's your fault you, you yeah. need to control your jealousy well you should practice something which again i forget the term for it but to seeing someone that you love happy makes you happy practice that right be happy for their happiness um there's a term for it again in the poly community. So a and sort of selfless, <coughs> selfless reaction. So selfless while you're treatment. being happy for their happiness, are they allowed to be or supposed to be empathic for your sadness? Ideally, you communicate and you set boundaries and you say, look, I'm really uncomfortable with this. I want you to have this like relationship and this, this connection and, and whatever. Here are my boundaries on it, you know, and... That's where you know. Then that's where the community is good, and ideally you should do that. But mm. that's not what I had with my partner at the time. Me setting a boundary was perceived as a selfish act of 
controlling. Controlling. Okay. I was like, yep. Well, let's just. I would not fit in in this community in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I am very jealous and like, I know. I will add the bitterness around the community came from I put a post up and it was like, look, I, and, you know, no names. Is this on Facebook or is there a website? Like a yeah, group? it's a Facebook Poly, group. Yeah. Polyamorous.com. Poly shenanigans, I <laughs> Poly think is what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, I put a post up just being like, look, my partner's finding a partner. I'm really struggling because you, what you try and do is go, oh, my partner's got a partner. I'm going to go and try and date. Now, there's nothing in my – what it, how I perceive myself is there's nothing more pathetic than trying to go on a date to feel Distract better about yourself else. Yeah. It's like from somebody. It's unfair on the person that you're dating. Yeah. And Jeez. it's very needy and very And that's reachy. encouraged. So it's encouraged that when somebody else is going through their first flush with their other open partner that well, you should be doing the same thing. Um, yeah, it's, a ta- it's something you can do. What I don't if know if it's encouraged. you don't feel like dating at that point? Um, you it's just sort of wallow? Like, yeah, well, it's like dating helps you not to wallow. But, you know, oh, you've got to be in the right I do not agree with that ethos at all. Um, my bitterness with the community came from I put a post up being like hey I'm struggling and they came back and said does this person know that you're writing this here oh fuck and it was like uh, what it, that doesn't matter like just help like help me I'm asking for help to people Yeah. yeah yeah and so I was like fuck it Fuck this. This is bullshit. As if, like, you weren't already communicating this to your partner as well, though. Like, you would have been communicating this to Rachel. Yeah, yeah. Um, as well as reaching out, right? And this is where the, the narcissism comes in, I guess. Because um, that communication was very, like, if I ever had a problem with her behavior, um, that was my problem. It's your problem. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's like, she should not have to change her behavior in any way because she wasn't doing anything wrong. You know, in the yeah. in the laws of the jungle, yeah. the rules of the jungle you're playing in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's not she's not doing anything wrong. It's, There's a really good yeah. um, quote from uh, the Hannah Gadsby stand-up Nanette that I really like, where um, like when someone says to you know it's your problem or you're being insensitive, it's a little bit like a nose being lectured by a fart. <laughs> not my problem. <laughs> I'm not the problem. Yeah, totally. That's good. Mm. Um, so where do uh, where did it, was there a, re- a resolution to the story? Sorry, mm. um, yeah. It um, so she again. We were in an open. She was open. We were poly. Yep. Um, became quite monogamous with this other gentleman. And did they explicitly date just the two of them? Did that ever? So it became a. It was a them thing. Monogamous relationship. A monogamous relationship. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, and it just escalated. Where like, did this leave you? Like what? What? Man, it sucked. It really fucking hurt. Yeah, it hurt. So was, is sorry, I'm trying to understand the mechanics of this. So was there a breakup or did they just get really monogamous and you were like the side piece or like Well, when I first met her, so she'd been she had been in Perth for 3 months. Yeah. Um she does that every year. She goes over to Perth and does stuff uh, right. for 3 months work. And so we knew oh, in July, I'm pretty sure it was July. Um I'm going away to Perth for 3 months. Let's see where it goes. So it was always going to be what's going to happen at July. Uh, and so when July came around and it was time for her to leave, we, it was just like, let's break up. Let's, th- this is not working. We sure. are fighting all the time. We can't communicate. We can't talk to each other. Uh, was there any part of you that was relieved that that situation was over? You know what? I was grateful. Yeah, because I'm the sort of person that really has trouble disconnecting. Yeah. I will reach out um, to partners 
after we've broken up sort of thing. Keep flogging a dead horse, so yeah, to speak. Totally. Um it's not my it's not my greatest quality. So I was very grateful that she was just physically out of my life. Yeah. And right. I was immediately able to start trying to heal from that which was because the stress of that situation would have been quite constant so at least as much as it must have hurt getting rid of the like like losing Rachel mm. the fact that you were not in a constant panic state must have been a little bit yeah it was good and you know what there was an element of like those other two aren't together as well um which is was not helpful thought but it did make it feel a bit it better. always it makes helped. it feel a little bit i know that one of my exes didn't end up with the girl that he cheated on me with and i was just like i don't really care who he ends up with as long as it's not them ending up together yeah, fucking whatever it's a weird it makes you feel better in a really shitty person way but you do feel better about it <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah like eating chocolate. yeah well that's i think everyone everyone would agree with that <laughs> um james do you still are you still polyamorous in your pursuit for love and romance and um ladies I'm a bachelor at the moment, mm. uh, which I'm enjoying a lot. Good. That's so important. it's like, I'm, I'm, I would say I'm single, but no, I'm probably monogamous. The, the two relationships that I had and all of the people that I met and being a little bit of a sight into that world turned me off the whole thing. The whole thing makes it made it sound like, though, that you became Polly because you were with someone who was Polly. It wasn't something that you were and she was and then it came together. Is that like... Um, no, no. Like, prior, I... like, And then my partner before... No, so there's Rachel and then there was Ebony. <laughs> and then before that one was another person and I was open then. So, okay. Uh, I was okay. I've never really felt jealousy too much. I've always had some... I, I, I've been lucky. I've had some security. I've never been too jealous or anything. I think sure. jealousy and insecurity comes when you're not feeling great about yourself. Totally. Though. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And the poly that brought, you know, this specific circumstance, those two partners, they brought that element out of me. I, that yeah. was the first time I felt jealousy. Uh, yeah, but you know what turned me away from it was that it's an identity that is so fluid it's just a flavor of the month type thing of like, oh, I'm a right. polyamorous person. It's like, great, I, I'm going to attribute that to your identity. And it's like, ah, yeah, but I'm functionally monogamous. Like <laughs> when I find someone I really like, we just hang out together and I'm not interested in anyone else. And it's like, oh, okay. I know a few people who are like actually, actually poly and they're very happy. Like, uh, but honestly, majority of the stories I hear are more like that. Like you're poly until you find someone else that you want to settle down with. Mm. Um, but even then, a couple of people that I know are poly, they've found someone else, they've settled down, they've had kids and they still have open relationships. And mm. I'm in awe of how successful they are, but I could not do it. Yeah. I have some friends who are similar. Um, who I, don't are. Have the, I don't have the energy. No. Yeah. God, I don't, I don't even energy. have the energy to I go on a date with strength. one person. I don't have the finance. <laughs> no. I don't have the time. No. Uh, One's enough. Very yeah. courageous. Yeah, keep very two people happy. Oh. Yeah. yeah. What What was? There's a meme, you know, uh, a poly meme, and you know, it's like what society thinks I do, blah blah blah. What I really do, and it's a picture of someone just in front of a calendar, like a wall <laughs> of calendars, because it's all about <laughs> scheduling, <laughs> schedule. And then you've and my friends who are who are poly. I, I wonder if they would still identify as poly, but um, they, man. They they really they struggled with it. They they have a family and um, they brought poly people in, but wow. it was always it's always difficult. Even though it's very fun, it's still 
hours and hours of communicating and waylaying feelings and being expressive. And you then have to be a communicative person to do this. You can't be one of those emotionally shut down people, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be. You got to be honest and be able to communicate emotionally for yeah. sure. Blimey, yeah, of course. Um, but you know what? It's it. It just turned me sour. And it was mm. it was people identifying as poly. It was those two instances of being like, I am open. This is an open relationship. Oh, wait. I found someone who I feel I should be monogamous with now. So I'm going to change my identity. And uh, sorry that... Um, that sorry. didn't work out for Adios, you. amigo. Finger mm. guns on the way out. <laughs> yeah. okay. Well, James, quite the... Quite the tale wow, um, hey. you brought us as our first official guest. Our first the, official guest. How do you feel? Um, do you feel a little bit lightened for having shared it with us? A little brighter. Interesting. Yeah, well, there, I wrote some things in that survey there that I'm like, ah, oh, that would be good to say out loud. Uh, I spoke more about Polly than the relationship. I no, think. that's yeah. that, that's yeah, okay. Yeah. You um, do you. I'm sure the three people listening to this <laughs> one will, of which will, is me. will have learned something about that that world, that lifestyle, whatever you like to call it. So that's that's still very helpful. Um, yeah. What well, did you what did you learn, or what lessons have you learned from this from the whole experience? We're going to bring it back nice and positive. Great. Yeah, you too, yeah. Liz. I'm looking at you. What have I learned yeah, from what have this? You learned? Uh, there is no fucking way that I could be in an open relationship. Ditto. No, uh, I've just been. I've been mm. cheated on so many times. Um, majority of the people I've ever dated have cheated on me, and so that is not something that I could ever be open to because I am now hardwired, programmed to panic mm. when somebody else comes into the picture. I've so, heard no. I've heard it that Polly is like consensual cheating. Yeah, there's yeah. no way. There's no way. It's the same feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't do it either. No, I, I was never good at team assignments. But like, good on uni. people who can. And <laughs> I I'm just not, need one not, on one yeah. time. <laughs> I also learned the term love bomb. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Write it in our little ghosts of love boyfriends' past glossary. Love, love bombing. Bomb. <laughs> it's going to be what does Tom learn? Because yes, what I'm, does Tom a, learn? I'm a ratchety da, 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 old da, 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 man, da. so all these new terms and <laughs> <laughs> polyamorous. He is not an old man for <laughs> everybody. Very... He's like an 80 year old trapped in a 20 something's body. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what did I learn? Yes, yes. sorry, man. Uh, I learned what it was like to um, have a relationship with a narcissistic person. Uh, this is like, uh, what's the word? When you're in, it, it's like she was a narcissist, sort of. Yeah, thing. so like a narcissist Her dad empath was diagnosed relationship. As a narcissist. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and it was just fascinating to see how a person could shape all of the things to be. Well, that's not my problem. That's not yeah. my. That's your. Pro- that's a you. That sounds like a you problem. Right. Uh, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just trying to be happy. It's that lack of empathy that is really hard to live with because you're constantly walking on eggshells, wondering if the problem that's upsetting you is real or not because they're mm. invalidating you at every step of the way. Yeah, totally. And I'm a fixer. I love fixing Me things. Me too. Like, I love repairing um, or being helpful or, or something like that. Likewise with me. I'm not an inventor. I'm an, I'm imp- I'm an improver. This is why I started I my journalistic career as an editor. People would give me copy. I would make it sound make great, it correct yeah. it, massage it into place, and no one would ever know I was there. That was the, yeah. that was the goodness of being an editor. Yeah. So I learned from that. Um, to not put value, to not feel that my value in a relationship is related to how useful I am, uh, that I actually have inherent value as a human being. That's great. Great. Fantastic. I love that. <laughs> Look at you. Yeah. A gold Look star for growing. our student. <laughs> <laughs> that was that took me about a year, but uh, but I'm here now. 
with inherent value, everyone. Yeah. He's got value. Yeah. He's still single, ladies and in gentlemen. A, in a meaningless so, void. Email ghostsofboyfriendspast at gmail.com if you want to date James. Yeah, any queries <laughs> about his maps. I'm essentially the maps Riddler puzzles. before he went bad. <laughs> So, guys, if you want to get in contact with us, we are at that'snotcanon.com forward slash ghosts of boyfriends past. If you've got a good story that you want to tell us, there's a handy dandy little form where you can apply to be a guest. Now, don't think that limits you to being in Brisbane as we are because we are happy to Skype you in or you can write in. We'll figure out a way to get your story on air. You can also contact us. We're on Instagram and Facebook at the moment, not Twitter, but I will sort that out very soon. I'm not a Twitter person, so I'm going to be like, yeah, someone uh, else sort Twitter I've out got, I've got me. nothing to tweet about. I would tweet about elevators and bread. But tell us as well, <laughs> tell us as well what you think of polyamory. Would you be able to do it? We yeah. get a little chat started on our Facebook group yeah, once this episode goes live. Heat up the comment section. Yeah, I'd heat love to see what people section. think about it. Yeah. Ask, and James will come on and have a chat with you if you ask any questions. Yeah. <laughs> chat, yeah, I'll be great. on you. Uh, Unless I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Are you on Tinder? You oh, on the I'm on the tins. You on, on the, the Bumble? The, the Bumble. The bum- I don't know. I gave up Bumble. Hinge, Bumble. apparently, I've heard Hinge is the new, is big a new thing. one. I'm not like. I went to Hinge earlier. I quit it was a wasteland. I quit the It was nothing. Horrid. <laughs> Tinder's all right. Tinder's fun. Excellent. All right. So, Tom. Our so first Liz. guest. Yes, James. James well thank done. you so thank much. You. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was great. Well done for sitting there and, and sharing your story. I hope it resonates with people. And thank you all for listening. Um, I've been Liz Best. I'm s- still Tom Harris. And I'm still James Elliott. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. <laughs>I believe in love. Do you believe in love, Amy? I do, Gina. I also really believe in helicopter dates, bottomless champagne, sparkly cocktail dresses and big-ass red roses. Well, you'll be surprised to hear that we're obsessed with The Bachelor. We will be sharing that obsession with you and discussing all things Bachelor and Bachelorette. We'll be talking about memorable moments, who we think Batchy will choose and the lessons we learn along the way. So prepare your cheese board, grab the wine, and get overly emotionally attached with us, your hosts, Amy Duro and Gina Schwartz. Love Batchelly. Two gals here for the right reasons. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There are known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The ancient and esoteric order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.